0: Welcome to WARN Radio, with your hosts, The Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Welcome to WARN Radio. This is Tower, and I'm here with The Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows on Warren USA.com and also DanaGlenSmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers Blueberry iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And don't miss the following posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Tied, time, Tide, and Eternity. The Apostle Paul wrote the Corinthians that in this life only we have hope in Christ. We are of all men most miserable. Our hope lies beyond this life. Showers of Blessings, in Time Harvest Showers of Blessing. This phrase is connected with the greatest end-time prophecy of all time. In the context of this is also a paramount warning to the shepherds today of the Lord's flock. Deceitfulness, Discernment, and Decision this call, came to a, this call came to send John out of the wilderness to the people so the message would be heard. Today we need to hear a call like this, make straight paths, and don't get caught up in society. Keys to living in a lawless world Gospel keys to living in our lawless world is paramount to know. While there are many keys and many and much wisdom in Scripture, here are some to help. Antichrist, America, the pseudo-replacement While the, while the anti-God, anti-constitutional, and godless hype pushes forward, many in America may accept it. I do not. Today it is not unheard of to have an elected official, blatantly anti-Christian. Striving for, striving for faith of the gospel is more a reality today than ever before. Thus it behooves us to form a united front for the completion of the proclamation of the gospel of Christ to all nations. And on WARN-USA.com, this, this, this series is found here in the nav bar under Warren Radio Classic Series. It will say B2 Prophets Isaiah's Series, and it's Isaiah's Prophetic Book Series. And you can find this long-running Isaiah series on this site. And on danaglinsmith.com don't miss this post. Nephilim, the 13th floor, Lucifer Risen. Now deep within the 13th floor of the underground base, the secret is revealed. They don't advertise it, but they are giddy with excitement because the best laid plans of men cannot stop them now. Be sure to go to danaglinsmith.com where you can sign up to get the WIBR WARN radio newsletter. And you can also visit our Christian books and resource shop where we feature Christian books and other resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
0: Greetings, welcome to another Friday edition of Sound the Shofar. This ends our week of broadcast. We ended on a Friday. Shabbat is tonight through tomorrow night. Today a lot of things are going on in the world. And uh, one story... Hearten me. You know, many of you know Kevin Sorbo, and he has a Christian media and film now. But, you know, there's one thing I've noticed with a lot of people, and he was one of them too, and that is lifting up the elements of how animals can interact with humans. And it, it's, it's an amazing thing how this works, that while animals may not understand everything, they have innate senses that God has given them. One story coming out of LifeSight News today talks about a dog who was rummaging through a garbage dump. And there was two different stories on this, one saying it took place in Brazil and another in Oman, somewhere in the Middle East. I can't remember the exact name, but the pictures were clear. And the dog found a baby who had just been born. It still had the umbilical cord attached. And it was hanging there in the dog's mouth, uh, who is a female, female dog. And, you know, female animals have this propensity given to them innately by God to nurse things, to take care of them, to have compassion on them. And so this dog was headed from the dump into the neighborhood where the humans lived, Going to the nearest house. That's where she she dropped off this baby. And she headed there. And from the story. A guy had uh, met her out there. Seen what she was doing. And got the baby. And it was a baby boy. And he was still alive. It's an amazing process, life. And, it, and it's hard to fathom how in America, in our Constitution, we have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we're so willing to kill babies in abortion. Science has lied on this matter. The liberals who push abortion have lied. They don't recognize that carcass in a woman as being a human anything. But they're valuable enough to use in experiments like Fosse did and others. The news was talking about that yesterday. And it's an amazing process how we can do that so callously. And it's not just America. China has a history of massive abortions. I mean, numbers of them. And at one time, they were targeting females. Female babies in Asia and China. Because they wanted the males. But they are a baby from birth. They are alive. And we are so screwed up in this country. On what we think we know. And it's just like some of the latest photographs that came out. One of the members of Biden's uh, staff or people he appointed. Who happens to be gay. And they adopted a couple of kids. Maybe it's one. I was thinking two. And they were babies. And so they posed in the hospital, the, the mate to this other guy who works in the Biden administration. I'm not going to name names. They were both in the hospital gowns on the bed in the hospital, smiling at one another as though the guy had had the baby. Totally fabricated, scene set. For publicity and prosperity or posterity or whatever you want to call it. Totally readjusting what the truth is. That's what we do in America. Now, we'll move on. Hebrews chapter 7, that's where we're at. And it behooves us as we begin to talk more about the priesthood of the Son, the Messiah. This is in Hebrews, speaking to Hebrews, Jewish believers. And some believers themselves who may have believed on Yahshua when they've seen him, are now being addressed by the writers of Hebrews to help them to understand the priesthood. Hebrews is a magnificent book. It delves into this. Now we left off at Hebrews 6.20, whither the forerunner for us has entered. Even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And the fact of it is, the Lord, just like the high priest did of Israel. Now you see, they were after the order of the Levites. the, The physically lineage or the physical lineage of the priests of Israel. Now, see, it's important to understand that the priesthood of the Messiah is after the order of Melchizedek specifically because little is known about Melchizedek. And, of course... When we talk about this, Hebrews 7.1, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. There is not a lot of verses outside of Hebrews that talk about Melchizedek. Nevertheless We have the writer of Hebrews that write it now That isn't saying that somewhere in the writings of the Hebrews themselves from history They haven't written about it But on a common everyday basis for Christians who are in the Bible the best place to find things written is in Hebrews and of course in the account of Abraham now you see the thing of it is that's one thing about Abraham when a certain group of kings came in and made war and they they ended up taking Lot and his family I think it was captive and Abraham put together an army of his servants and others who went with him and they caught up with him and killed him for what they had done and was able to release everything and there was some and you should know the story. There was the spoils and they wanted to Give Abraham some and he wouldn't take any because he had the Lord God who provided for him and he didn't want anything in the other, but the others took some in 7 2 of Hebrews to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Now when you talk about Melchizedek in the Old Testament, you have Genesis fourteen eighteen. And Melchizedek king of Salem brought forth bread and wine and he was the priest of the most high God and You have psalm Well, no, that's another one Psalm 110 if you go down The Lord said to my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies a footstool. These are all prophecies applying to the Lord, the Messiah. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power and the beauties of holiness. From the womb of the morning thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will will not repent. Thou art a priest after the order of Melchizedek. That is the Father speaking to the Son, the Son of Almighty God. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through the kings in the day of his wrath, and he will, when he comes again. But in Psalm one ten four, that's after the order of Melchizedek, and then in Genesis fourteen eighteen. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was a priest of the Most High God. And those are the two places that, when you look look for Melchizedek, that's what you find. Now you got to be careful because there is a difference in spelling because there is a K at the end of that in in the Old Testament. And in Hebrews, there's a C, and it's made with an I-S-E-D-E-C, and in the Old Testament, it has Chesedek, which is C-H-I-Z-E-D-E-K, so there's a difference in spelling. So when you're looking at that, it's the same person, just a difference in transliteration. And of course, you can get into to Hebrews, and Hebrews has quite a few verses. There's Hebrews five six five ten six twenty, and we've already covered Melchizedek. We find him in Hebrews five six, and we're still talking to uh, talking about it in Hebrews seven. And the thing that's interesting here, because we can find the types, because Scripture points to the Lord as being after the order of Melchizedek. He wasn't a Levitical priest. That's why when he was teaching, the Pharisees themselves were astonished at what he knew, having never learned the letters, that is, all the writings. But he did learn the writings. He knew the writings. He was Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Before Abraham was, I am, he said. Unless you believe I am he, you will die in your sins, he told the Jews. And he faced them down. And if you look at the real truth of the Messiah and modern America have made liberal movies on the Lord, portraying him as an effeminate uh, savior type who was weak. Yeah, there's one place we see him weeping, and that's when he was praying for strength to get through the crucifixion. Remember, his nature is the Son of God. That's who he is. That's who he was. And on that cross, he knew he would become sin to take our place. So naturally, he's going to be a little distressed at that. He had human emotions. He chose to become one of us in order to die for us. But make no mistake, he was the sinless son of God. Because only a sinless son of God could have been the propitiations for all the sins of mankind. He stands alone as that propitiation. That sacrifice. Nobody else could have done it. And so his priesthood is after the order of Melchizedek, who had no beginning of end. We don't know much about him. But when you look at who he is, Hebrews tells you right in the beginning that Abraham had given him a tenth of everything. And when we talk about Melchizedek, he was known as a king of righteousness and a king of Salem, which is the king of peace. So we talk about righteousness and we talk about peace. And that's exactly who Yahshua is. And when you talk about peace in the Hebrew form, we're talking about peace with God. Peace with man and peace within ourselves because we're right with God. Overall relationship between God and man and each other. Peace. It's not just sitting alone on a rock somewhere and saying, well, I'm at peace. Far deeper than that. And it's the Lord who gives peace amidst the storm. On last night's broadcast, while I covered Isaiah, I talked about the Lord as the whirlwind in the storm and how that applied to our teaching. And within a storm, especially a hurricane, there's the eye of the storm. And that eye of the storm is where the peace is. All around it is the whirlwind, but in the middle there's that. I, which is peaceful and calm. Now see, we've got a lot of whirlwinds going on in the world today. Whirlwinds of death and famine, persecution, imprisonment, COVID, radical politics, liars, cheaters, thieves, adulterers, fornicators, killers of babies, molesters of children. There's a lot of them. There's good people out there, too. But we are confronted because we are in the perilous days that Paul talks about. But see, you get into Ephesians, which uh, Paul, of course, writes. But now in Christ Jesus, this is chapter 2 of Ephesians 13 and a few verses. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. There's that word peace relating. And he's a priest after the order of Melchizedek whose name means peace. His titles. Peace. It's a type. It reflects Christ. Christ, after the order of Melchizedek, Melchizedek had that aura about him, about bringing peace wherever he went. Righteousness, he was a righteous man. He was a priest with no beginning and end. For he is our peace who made both one and hath broken down the middle wall a partition between us That's separating us See the man was separated from the Holy of Holies only the high priest once He had made offerings for himself and the fellow priests who were helping him He could go into the Holy of Holies and make atonement for Israel Once a year he'd go in there. There was the day of atonement. And see you were separated by that wall. And on the day that. Christ was crucified. He yelled out it is finished. And the partition. In the temple. The curtain ripped symbolizing that Christ had made the way and he was going to be resurrected from the dead to prove that he is the resurrection and the life. Ever living to make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we can enter into that Holy of Holies and he is there in that Holy of Holies. And he will stay in that Holy of Holies interceding for us until the time of his return. When he returns and comes out of the Holy of Holies, then the time of grace is, is removed from mankind. That begins the judgment. And this is the amazing thing. That God is able to do what He does. But see, along with this, those just aren't words. You literally have peace in the storm. You can believe for healing and deliverance. And of course, you can say, okay, smart, smart guy, smart butt, smart preacher. Knucklehead? Because people like to call Christians a lot of names. Believers. Especially preachers. I've been doing this a long time. i heard just about everything. What about all those who are getting killed if God is so great, why doesn't he protect all of them? Well, he does because when they're dead they are with him when you lose your life in Christ for Christ for his Sake and the gospel's sake You will find your life Now, of course, that's that's the issue here We don't want to die But you see, the Lord even told his own disciples, he said, if they persecute you in this area, go out. There's a lot of reasons that the people of God get killed. Now, in the Old Testament, when it's brought up, the Lord openly states through the prophet that my people are killed for lack of knowledge. They had drifted away from the word of God. And they were getting killed and murdered. Their enemies would find them. And see, there's a lot of Christian believers out there that, well, they don't have any weapons to defend themselves, and they're not going to, usually. So radical Islamists who want to kill Christians find them an easy target. It's one of the most favorite targets. I remember years ago doing a show, and we were covering some news out of Egypt. And the Muslim extremists who were there said, Christians are our favorite target. And this, (laughs) you know, it's easy to see why. And we see this in Nigeria, throughout Africa. They're trying to make a, you know, a caliphate in in Africa of all Islam. They're trying to run out every Christian. They're killing them, right and left. Uh, the Fulani are in the midst of it. Boko Haram, Al shabaab Al Qaeda. There's a ISIS affiliate there. Just like there's a ISIS affiliate over in Afghanistan and the Taliban now, thanks to Joe Biden. This is the war of Islam on the world And Christians are going to die But see there is one little thing over above everything that you may think that's revelation twelve eleven. They overcame meaning those who overcame the world the devil and everything By the blood of the lamb that's your redemptive process the word of your testimony And you love not your lives unto the death Whoever confesses me before men, I'll confess him before the Father. That's the testimonial part. Whoever loses their sake for my sake in the gospel, whoever loses their life for my sake in the gospel, shall find it. That's the sacrificial part in the end of Revelation 12.11. So while we can believe for deliverance, and we do, we believe God can make a way. Because if you get into a lot of his prayer, especially in John, you get to John 17 and 18. And you can even go back to John 10. That whole section from John 10 through 18 is very important. He says, I pray thee, Father, that you would not take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil. Then later on, when he was teaching them how to pray, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. See, there's a deliverance there. Keep them from evil. You need to be praying for your family to be kept from evil, to be delivered from evil. And Luke 21, 34 through 36, another little section in there. Watch and pray always that you'd be counted worthy to escape all these things that are going to come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. You need to be actively praying that. That's a commandment. To escape all these things. That you're worthy to escape is actually the wording there. So you find this stuff and you find scriptures backing this up. Now, I'm not going to read this whole section. I have a lot of them in there, but you can read it. The Context, Ephesians 2.13 through 2.22. Now, see, this 7.3 describes Melchizedek. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth the priest continually. Now, consider how great this man was, on whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. See, Abraham had led him, and although he didn't take him, he still gave a, a tenth to this guy. Now, that's okay. Now, see, all of that describes the type of Christ. And you can find that here in Hebrews in the New Covenant. So who was Melchizedek? Well, you know, there it's really interesting. Because there are, and especially, and I've got the book behind me here. I can't remember the title. But it's written by uh, one of the leaders of Mao's Israel. Ron Cantor, I was thinking. Uh, And he searches for the Son of God in the Old Testament. Hebrew. Very interesting. And so you can consider the fact that indeed this was the appearance of the Son of God on earth. You could also think that this was indeed a man, the king of Salem, who truly did know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That God at the time not only revealed himself to Abraham, but to others. Which, this is apparent because Abraham gave him tithes. Why would he pay him any mind if he wasn't truly somebody worthy of such a thing? And nothing was known about him, and, and that's the other thing. How could he be the king of Salem and be the king of something and not have a father, mother, no descent, no beginning of days, nor end of life? In other words, they didn't know anything about him. And when they talk about king of Salem, Salem is a type for the king of peace. Was it really a city that he was or was he really truly the son of God, the king of peace, who had appeared there for that purpose to Abraham? You can find the son of God in the Old Testament. Because He is known as Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And verse 5 of Hebrews said, Verily they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promises. You see, the king of Salem, Melchizedek, the king of righteousness, the king of peace, that Abraham had given tithes to, was not a Levite. He wasn't connected any way to Abraham to be a Levite. Yet Abraham gave him tithes. And yet according to the law you take tithes of the people. And without all contradiction the less is blessed of the better. And so Melchizedek was a type of Christ. And even in the New Testament, we see him as this priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. So Melchizedek appearing when he did was not a fluke. It was a plan. It was purposed. It was put there for a point in time to show us the beginning and end. That in the beginning, he was there already as a priest. Was he physically Melchizedek? After Abraham had given him tithes did he still exist or did he go back to heaven or was he a real king a real person whom God had blessed like he blessed Abraham because in this we can still see the type it is found in scripture That's who he was. And that's who Christ was named a priest after. That's the best example. Because Melchizedek was mysterious. Where did he come from? We don't know. Who was his dad? We don't know. Who was his mother? Now see, when you get into the patriarchs, when you get into Hebrew, The patriarchal lifestyle where the male, the name of the male, and the line of the male goes through. But they don't forget the woman. Because she has, she's important too. But the priest was a man. Now, see, the Bible does not apologize for having biblical roles for male and female. The Bible does not apologize for having the fact that God created male and female. That's what he created. He didn't create some other offshoot, woke gender that we have today, which is nonsense. These aren't genders, folks. These are demons. These proclivities are given to them Through demonic powers But see we've made it a law Made everything easy for people So now we've got laws And you know the law says I can do this (coughs) You know We can kill babies and it's okay No, it's not. Just because you passed a law saying it's okay doesn't mean it's okay. Means that man isn't going to hold you responsible. But man, of course, isn't. Because men are lawless. Governments are lawless. Governments are killers. Some of the biggest persecutors of humans today are the governments of men. You know, if you look at Stalin and Mao and Hitler, some of the greatest (laughs) mass murders of our time. And, of course, who do all these woke people in America want to change things to? Socialism, which has a proven track record of murdering their own people, starving them to death. Why do you think everybody down in Venezuela and in South America want to come to America? If they truly understood that that there's people here wanting to make it just like Venezuela, they would think twice about coming up. But there's a reason they're coming up, and that is because there was a video that was released here this week. and And we have contacts ourselves. That we came across that have followed the whole trail from America all the way down to South America because this is what they do. It's a regular ministry. All things possible ministries. And they were talking about the hazards and what was going on. But see this video was showing men who had gobs of cash given people down in South America money to go to America. Gee, I wonder who's doing this. You can start with George Soros. Now, you see, that's the plots of men. Now, who's going to be in charge? The Son of God. Remember, we are in the whirlwind of the last days, and God is the Lord in the whirlwind. The scripture says he has his way in the whirlwind. For the Lord is the whirlwind. And we are safe in the eye of the storm with him if we stay there. Doesn't mean that you may not lose your life. But when you lose your life for his sake and the gospel's sake or the gospel's sake, you will find it. This is war. And the gates of hell are opening up everything using every resource they can to deceive the world. And there are human principalities, and right now I can tell you who they are in America. Number one, one principality, human principality, is George Soros and billionaires like him who want to destroy America. And they're doing it for a reason. They don't know why they're doing it, but this is all part of a plan to bring in the mark of the beast and the end times. And that will happen. It's just a matter of time. And uh, being says, I'm a techie and I follow this. I've been following this for years. I've been talking about this before we even had the technology. And I, and I, and I have warned people that technology is going to enslave you, that, that the Antichrist... Actually, it's the beast is going to use this technology. Now, for instance, yesterday. There was this audio. Video, rather. Of this song. Beautiful song, sung. And not a bit of it was an actual red-blooded American, or anybody, singing. It had been created entirely through artificial intelligence. And, of course, a robotic image that didn't sound robotic, but a beautiful voice, was singing. Now, see, what is all this leading to? This is leading to the building up of the image that can speak. So all of this is connected. There is nothing that isn't connected. That is why when you look at astronomy, and an astronomy or an astronomer without God is paganism and idolatry. They will go to that every time. Science without God is idolatry. Creationism without God is not only foolishness, but it's idolatry. Humanism is idolatry. The world is an enmity with God. They're against God. They're not against their own gods or idols and idol worship. But the world itself, through its own knowledge, cannot know God. Neither can they spiritually discern Him because they're not on the same level. They cannot discern Him. That's why Paul says we are in the light. They're not. They don't know. That's why we have to preach the gospel. But we can't force it on them, they make the choices. And that's why when we're talking about Melchizedek, it just adds another level of how God was working to bring in the Son of God. Now, see, Abraham, who was great in his own right, was not Melchizedek and it was abraham who gave to melchizedek the tithes but even in doing that abraham you know he's he's no slouch but melchizedek was the high priest of god he was the better But see, in this, we see that the less, although Abraham gave to Melchizedek, Abraham was actually blessed by doing so. And Paul says further, and here men that die receive tithes. And that's what the order of the Levites, I mean, you can have a high priest. Aaron was a high priest. And there were other high priests. There's high priests in Israel today. And yes, they can receive tithes, but sooner or later they're going to die. But you see, it was said of Melchizedek though, he was out without father, mother, without descent. They don't know where he came from. He had no beginning of days or end of life made like unto the Son of God, and he abides a priest continually. That's Melchizedek. And if you were in heaven today and you could go into the Holy of Holies and witness the Lord interceding for us, you would see the high priest, Yahshua. Who will stay there. Interceding. It's an amazing process. And he goes on to say. And as I. This is verse 9 of Hebrews 7. As I may so say. Levi also who received tithes. Paid tithes in Abraham. For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there for another priest should another arise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? See, Christ is after the order of Melchizedek. He's not after the order of the Levites or the order of Aaron. That's what he's getting at. This is a divine appointment for the divine Son of God who became our high priest in the new covenant. And this is why Paul is spending time here To bring this up to the Hebrews, the Jews, who knew all of this, but they didn't know how it was arranged, how it came together. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. That's right. Nothing at all. Because it was the Levitical priesthood. That's where that came from. Moses didn't speak of it. And so this is why it's important. And it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there arises another priest, just like Melchizedek. No beginning, no end. Now, see, we know we can trace his roots all the way. Yahshua. But when you get into the finer points of it and understand that he is alpha and omega no you don't know what he was doing in the very beginning because there was nobody alive to record it nobody there except for the eternal And so, verse 15, as I read before, but I need to connect it to this next verse. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident, for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there arises another priest, who is made not after the law of a carnal command, but after the power of an endless life. For he testifies this is the Lord God speaking to Yahshua. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. See, this is the establishment clause. Forever. (laughs) You know, forever is a long time. That's why you need to repent forever in hell. And then hell, of course, is going to be thrown into the lake of fire along with death and hell. You know, death and hell both. So you think you're in hell, you know, I mean, going to hell. I don't know how many young kids I've heard over the years talking about the devil and the promise of ruling in hell. Well, I get to rule in hell. Well, did you know hell's a bad place? Do you know it's going to be thrown in the lake of fire and you're destined for perdition? (laughs) <laughs> what do you really think that when you get down there that the devil's gonna open up the cell of punishment that you're trapped in and say, Okay, come on and come rule with me? You know, he's gonna laugh at you. And there's a lot of kids in America today, as well as adults, who are going after pure dark Satanism. That and that includes the sacrifices Of newborn babies. That's a fact. Now the way they used to do it. Coming from a high priestess. Who got saved. She had a baby. And they would sacrifice it on the altar. But they couldn't bring it out at the time. Because if they brought it out. It could be considered murder. So they had to. Commit an abortion. On the sacrificial table. And then it wouldn't be considered murder, it's abortion. Now, if you brought that baby out, you couldn't kill it, because if you killed it outside the mother's womb, that's murder. Those are the points she brought up. So they had to do it inside. Now, see, today, New York was one of them who made it possible for you to bring that baby outside of the womb and finish its life. That's murder. But we've made it legal. But the most important thing of it is, that is blood guilt. And there's a judgment on blood guilt. Serious. And it affects the entire nation. And just from that alone, America is unclean. And, and you're not going to just wish it away. There's a judgment on this nation of blood right now. And there's a judgment on China the same way. Almost all the nations of men that are into this. And every one of these Muslims who are killing innocent people, they're full of blood. The minute they die, they're going to go to hell. There's not a Muslim that kills and murders in jihad that's going to go to any kind of a heaven. And that's the God's honest truth. Whether the jihadists like it or not. And I got news for you. They're not going to like it. I mean, it's interesting when you look, look at this. Now, I'm going to mark Hebrews 17 as where we left off this week. Because we want to be able to... Uh, God, is hard to believe... It's hard to believe where we're at. This year we've gone through almost the entire year. And Biden's been in charge and we're still alive and kicking. (laughs) You know, I do not agree with all the stuff they keep hammering him for. Because I believe that Biden truly does have serious issues. And I think the people that pushed him to do that are taking advantage of him. And I think that's a lot of the problem. And so he appears to be foolish. Which, unfortunately... is terrible. So, at any rate... We will drop off there. It's an amazing thing that Paul spent so much time on Melchizedek. Until next week, take care. Be safe. Father, we thank you for this teaching. We bless you, Lord. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. Till next time, shalom,
1: everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warn Radio.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warn Radio. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not
1: boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer
0: solitaire,
1: huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Chumba. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.